Good evening. We are back on the air with Hidden Treasures Revealed. It's been a week, and um, back here, Sean is here with you with our brother Josh, and um, be talking about the truth of God in, in an open Socratic method, and we will play our jingle here, and we will be back with you in just a moment. Well, for some reason, the little jingle isn't going, but that's okay. Kind of goes into what uh, came to mind, Josh, for me today about what we'd be talking about. And this really actually goes right along with it. So once again, getting to everybody tuning in and those that will tune in in the future. And this is actually something that we had talked about, actually not directly, but it's something that I've, I've actually been doing for the past little while and actually had the scripture come to mind. And it really is a way to make sure that you're walking in humility, that you're not walking in pride. Now you can have pride as long as the pride is in a godly manner because Yah has pride. They have pride in their son, their people, but it's from the appropriate perspective. It's not an arrogant perspective. It's a confidence, a surety perspective. What we're going to be talking about is this. How many times have you said this in your life? Oh man, I'm going to go here tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. We're going to go on vacation and man, next month we're going to go hiking and then we're going to go on a cruise and then we're, and you don't really think about what you're saying. You just think my plans, which we know from life itself, plans can change at any time. Well, this is what I'm planning to do. And this isn't saying that you don't make plans to do things. And this came to mind, Josh, with, it was something, it was either like a golf tour, I think it was the Ryder Cup, which is their pretty big prestigious thing, or the Olympics something. And for example, they, I'll just give an example. This Ryder Cup will be in Los Angeles in 2040, and we're looking forward to that. And it made me think, we're talking 17 years from now. Why are you planning that far ahead? Now, with the venues that they have these different tournaments and things, you would have to plan ahead to be able to get the stadium, <coughs> the venue, something like that. What we're going to be talking about is be careful that what you think your plans are, do they line up with the will of God, with the will of Yah? And I'll just premise this with saying this, that it's not saying that you can't make plans that being in the world, but not of the world, but you make plans to go on vacation or something like that. But we really want to be careful to make statements that I'm going to do this tomorrow. And that's a sure thing. And what I've been saying recently, and we had just talked about it was if the Lord wills, we will have the podcast. If it's Yah's will, we won't have the podcast. We'll do something else. We'll have somebody else come in. And what it does, it helps us 
in a way where we're not putting an absolute thing to it. And then you don't know Yah has a different plan. The longer, the deeper we go in faith, we can learn about Yah more and more and know more about them. Now we won't be fully known. Let me put it this way. We are known by God, but we won't fully know them until we're perfected. But this is just something interesting because how many people will say, well, I'm going to work tomorrow or doing this on Friday and I actually have the scripture and um, listen to this today. And this is uh, in the book of James and it's in James chapter four. And the actual title is very fitting. It says boasting about tomorrow. And this is in James chapter four, and it starts in verse 13. <coughs> and it says this. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And actually a little bit further ahead, this actually gives a help leading into this. And I'll read this. This is back on verse seven of chapter four in James, it says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners and purify your hearts. You double-minded grieve, mourn and wail, change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who was able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? And what it's really talking about is bring judgment because you're going to discern things. But who are you to bring judgment on somebody else when it's saying here as a warning, you're doing the same thing. So be careful when you look at somebody else, evaluate yourself first. And then it goes into the part about boasting. Would that be finite judgment? Is that what that would be referring to? Like pass, passing a finite judgment, like, oh, well, they're going to hell because of this versus, well, the path they're on is leading them to destruction versus the path they're on is leading them to faith. Correct. What it's saying is just like Messiah said, that be careful how you judge, just not judge, not lest you be judged. He wasn't saying don't judge. What he's saying is you're going to judge, but with the measure that you judge, it's going to be measured back to you. So if you bring a judgment against your neighbor and saying, well, they're, you're just too far gone. You're not going to come back. Well, then Yah will look at you if you don't repent of that and say, well, you're too far gone. So why would I come after you? So yes, we're going to judge because to make decisions, you've got to judge. But what this is, is just making it clear that talking to the people of God, <coughs> excuse me, talking about the people of God, 
be careful how you judge somebody else. Be careful, look at yourself and humble yourself before the Lord and they will lift you up because I've even found this for me that you get yourself in a routine of decisions that you make and things that you do. And we just, and we did it here with the podcast. Well, we have the podcast on Tuesday and Saturday. That's the Lord's will, which it is. Unless Yah says, yes, we want you to do the podcast, but we want you to change it to a different day due to this circumstance. There's something that you're going through in your life with your wife, your daughter, your family that you need to be here. And that's more important than this because the, the key in this whole thing is walking in faith in God, seeking with all your heart. It's about the Lord's will. Now, when you come to faith in God, you agree with God and then it now becomes your will. So we're not saying that, well, it's my will now. No, you, you agree with it. It's doing what's right that it's my will now. And yes, it's Yah's will too. But what will happen is you get prideful and boast and say, oh, well, we're doing this and we'll have the podcast and we'll go here. And even when we go to the beach, we've been going here at Passover, we should not have the attitude, well, we'll go next year. Well, if the Lord wills, we will go next year. And it's not for us to just be dancing around on pins and needles and, oh my gosh, every little thing, I don't make any decisions. If I got to go to God for everything. Well, it's not about you having to go to God for everything. It's that you should desire to want to go to Yah to verify things. And I've even had this, even with this evening, I'd asked Yah specifically, I said, Yah, I ask you that by two o'clock today, that mean that you would make it clear to me and Josh, two o'clock PM Eastern, what you want us to do for the podcast. And I was like, I'm just going to leave it alone. So two o'clock comes and I had something rolling in my mind before not knowing what you got on your side or anything. And I went to Yah and I said, I asked Yah, I said, Yah, I just want to verify just to make sure on this, did I miss something? Do you want something different? And mother told me clearly that we've got a different, something different that's going to happen here. I was like, okay, so I'll just trust. <coughs> and I had this just periodically just coming to my mind. I was like, we've been talking about this and this is a really good topic. And I was doing something else this evening and got into a situation where I'd asked them, I said, yeah, I'm in the middle of fixing something at home. And we just talked about this. Do you want me to stay here and get this fixed? Or do you want me to do the podcast? And they told me, we want you to do the podcast because that's something that you can do later. It's something that can wait. So I, all right, I verified, didn't hear anything from you. I was like, well, if Josh sends a text, if he doesn't, I can worry about it. And then as we were sitting here just a few minutes before starting, this came to mind and y'all said, go ahead and put this together. And it's interesting because you can, with all sincerity, ask them and put stipulations on things and they may say, okay, we'll do that. Or they'll say, no, we've got a different plan in this. And even with starting the music that normally the music comes on, it doesn't. Well, we don't necessarily need the music if they don't want it, then we won't have it for this. There's some reason. And that's the thing is that the, the depth of the knowledge of God and the things that they do, we, in faith, we want to get away from assumption. We want to make sure that we don't assume, and I'm not going to get into the statement that people do in the world. Most people know what it is when you assume, but in the journey of faith, we should be going and moving to a place and remain there of, of knowing things, being convinced and not assuming. Don't assume 
that it's God's will that you do this or that, ask them. And it even talks about in James that you have fights and quarrels among each other. You don't get what you want because you have a wrong motive. And it says you don't receive because you don't ask Yah. But when you ask, you ask with the wrong motive. Are you asking because of it's the Lord's will? Or is it my will? God, can I do this? Oh, so that's your will. Okay, yeah, you can do it. Because we've had this before. Yah, is this okay to do? Yes, it is. Well, God told me it was okay. You have free will choice. Why would they be not be okay with you doing something? Is it okay to do it? Yeah, you, you've got free will. Now, you go to them and you say, Yah, do you want me to do this? I'm putting in your hands because I want to follow your will. And they may say no. They may say yes. They may say you make the decision. They may say you make the decision and whatever decision it is, we're good with. And I speak from heart knowledge. You may hear silence and silence doesn't mean they're not responding, but that's discern this. Think about this. Uh, I want you to make this decision because when coming to the fullness of faith and circumcision of the heart, it's not about right or wrong. Like meaning it's not about sin anymore. It's about you walking in righteousness. It's about doing what is right. And it's about beneficial, not beneficial. So it's not about wrongdoing at that point. Now, if you do sin willfully after that, then it is about wrongdoing, but it's not, you're doing wrong here. Now, if Yah says, do this is what we want you to do. And you don't do it just like James, if you know what's right to do, not you think, well, is this what God, or, oh, I know that's God, and you don't do it, then for that man or woman, it's sin. But just those listening, think about this. How many times in your life have you just made blanket statements of, I want that, I'm going to do this, and that's what I'm going to do? Are you thinking about the consequences of what may come from that decision? Is this really what you should be doing? And this is just an aspect of practice that it's about practicing these things coming out, look into the word, dig into it, ask you about it. And what James is saying, what he's telling to the people is have a mindset that you want to do what the Lord's will is and don't go around boasting about what's going to happen. Doesn't say you can't ask for things and proclaim, but don't boast. Don't be prideful about tomorrow that, yeah, we're going to do this tomorrow and be careful about that because what if that's, not in the plan that Yah has and you do it anyway, or you don't ask, then you have a consequence of something that happened that you could have spared yourself from if you would have asked. So getting into the practice of asking Yah, is this what you want me to do? And there's going to be times you'll, you'll do something and you may, oh, you know what? I didn't ask Yah. Let me go ahead and ask. But it's a training for the people of God to make sure that we're walking in the will of God, that how do you know what the Lord's will is if you don't seek after it? You don't ask them questions. You're not going to know unless, you know what? I'm not feeling well or this or that is happening. And maybe, maybe Yah's telling me they want me to do something else. Or maybe we shouldn't have the podcast because we're not under a written code that says the podcast has to be 7.30 every Tuesday. It has to be 6 a.m. every Saturday. Well, things are going to happen. We may get sick, something like that. And okay, well, let, let's just hold off for tonight. But the thing is, you can never go wrong with going to Yah and verifying. Verification is such a huge part of faith. 
to make sure that, yeah, is this what you want? And that's the thing. And, and we've had experience with this. I have. I remember a time probably back, it was actually seven years ago, as I think about it, that there was a, because I really like the, the old Washington Redskins, now the Commanders. And I like NFL football and they're, they're in the playoffs and they hadn't been in the playoffs forever. And I was like, yeah, I just want to ask you, is it okay if I, we just not have church tonight? And it was like, yeah, you can do it. I was like, oh, we can do it. And I remember staying home and then I watched the game. And then after the fact, we we're talking about asking y'all what they want. And I was like, oh, I didn't ask them what they wanted. And looking back now, would they want me to be watching a NFL game when church was going on? unless they would make it clear, yes, you can or not, but likely it would be, no, this is something in the world that what's more beneficial. And it wasn't necessarily that it was, you did wrong. It was just, do you see now that, how did you feel after? Did you, man, you know what I really missed or we didn't do this or that. So Josh, I'll pause for a moment here and let you give some thoughts here, your uh, aspect on this, because we actually, until it changed that last week, because it, it snowed, we didn't meet and we made the decision. Y'all told us you well told me, then you all make the decision what you're going to do. Oh, we'll just pick up with the topic next week. Well, the topic that you had will come out at some point. It may come out on this podcast. I'm not sure. But the thing is how much of a lesson of don't assume just because it makes sense that we'll just like, a, let's say you have a meeting or something. Well, we'll just postpone it till next week and we'll just pick up where we did again, you would think, well, that sounds logical. Yeah, it does. But as it was brought out to us last night, did you verify with Yah that that's what they want or mm, no, I didn't. So, so I'll, I'll turn it over to you, but those are the, this is what came to mind. I was just thinking about this today, this aspect. <coughs> well, no, this, this aspect of the Lord wills tying in beautifully because I'd had, the original topic from last Tuesday that came to mind. And I was like, Oh, that's a, that's a good one. And then last night when we were meeting as the guys, I had another topic come to mind and I was like, wow, that one's, that one's like really in depth and that's going to be awesome. Maybe that'll be what comes out with the assumption that last Tuesday it was clear that, Oh, the topic's going to come through you. Oh, but again, I carried that from Tuesday till tonight and sitting in the car before I came over here, I, I, was like, yeah, I've been talking about this today with you. I've been trying to figure things out with you. I'm getting multiple topics coming back and forth. I just need to make it clear. And I took a couple of minutes and I sat there and I was really asking them and really inquiring with them. And I was like, all right, I need to leave because I'm going to be late if I don't leave. So I got, you know, I was in the car already, but I drove on over here. And the whole way over here, I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to think about anything. I'm going to blank my mind and trust that you make it clear. And I was got about halfway here. And then it was like, this is the topic. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, did it come? And then I went to verify. Well, father, Abba, dad, did that come from you? No. Okay. Mother, Yahasine, did that come from you? Yes. Okay. Yusha, brother, did that come from you? Yes. Okay. And then I was like, that was odd that it came from two and not all three. Okay. So then I went to verify again and got clarification from one, but a no from two. And I was like, 
okay, well, that seems odd. So then I was like, that doesn't sound clear either. So I just kind of tried to blank my mind again and was like, we're getting close to the time. I don't know what to, I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight. I, I don't know where we're at with this. No, nothing came to mind again. Same topic came to mind again. I was like, well, was that the topic? And then I got from mother again, what I thought was from mother. Now, let me clarify. These were all thoughts that came to mind. I'm not saying that they were absolute. Yeah. Okay. And then I went and clarified with Yusha. Did mother say that this was the topic for tonight? No. Okay. And at that point I was like, I'm just confused. Okay. I've got too much going on. I've asked too many times. I can tell where my mind's at right now. It's not clear. It's not focused because I've had too many back and forth answers, which is not anybody's fault, but mine. And that was also because of pushing it in the car to get here on time and not providing enough time. Okay. So getting in here literally like a minute, two minutes before we started, that's not appropriate either because that's not showing the respect that goes into that. No intention. I wasn't intentionally trying to be here like, oh, we're going to be just getting behind vehicles and taking that time to talk. So just seeing those things coming back, of course, it lines up with what we're talking about tonight. The Lord wills. Why? Because you had already been given something that we were going to talk about, and I did not know your end of it of you putting stipulations to clarify that would come through Yah for you so that you would then know, of course, it makes it more of a blur for me because you and I hadn't spoken about it and you already knew it was coming. So that's just, I look at that as a way of just keeping a humble mindset that, okay, if you aren't getting something, trust that it's going to be taken care of. It doesn't have to come through you. It might come from someone else in the gathering or someone else that's not even in the gathering. Yeah, I'm going to use someone else to say a topic or discuss something that then you hear, and that's when Yah makes it clear to you. Oh, right there. Oh, wow. Okay. And tying right back into what you're saying about if the Lord wills for the following day, the lesson in this for me is, did you already have a preset in your mind that you were coming out with the topic tonight? So you were reaching for a topic rather than just, you know what? Nothing's coming to mind. So I'm just going to, I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm just going to trust that you've got another idea. No. And that goes right into tying into if the Lord wills. Well, if Yah wills, we'll do it tomorrow. By doing that, you're keeping the focus on, I'm not going to set things in my mind because when I do that, I've put a goal in place. And if Yah decides to change the goal, I might be too focused on the goal that I've set and not looking hard enough for the goal that Yah set now, if they've changed it, or if they decided to make it the same goal, great. If they've decided to, you start working towards that goal and they say, Hey, by the way, it's this goal now, not you're going left, not right. Well, the goal was right. And that can cause confusion in the mind as well. Just a better training of learning to, it's filled with, filled with love in this, go with the flow, just be water. And we've talked about that before in the aspect of water that you go in the flow of whatever's coming your way. And when you start to meet resistance, that's when you stop and evaluate and clarify and get a validation from Yah. And then you verify as many times as you need to before you start to flow again to make sure you're flowing in the direction that Yah wants you to move in, that you're going in the path. Not that there's a wrongdoing when something like that comes up because there's no intention behind well, no, this is the topic we're doing tonight. It's, well, no, that was the original plan. And okay, so that that's on me. And 
okay, so you got you want to take responsibility in this, but we have another plan. So just it's okay. You're zealous. Just slow your zealous. We have another plan tonight. Another topic. That those are the thoughts that are coming to mind when you brought that out. So many times when we get things from y'all, and I know this from experience as well, is it's not about this situation. It's about the next time because you could sit here and be like, well, I don't understand why I heard it this way. I don't understand why. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. How fitting about if it's the Lord's will, because there's, I'm just seeing several things in this one. Like you said, did you assume that it was going to come through you? And because of that, instead of Yah, I just want to verify, do you want this to come through me or do you want something else? Can you give it, make it clear to me and Sean or make it clear? And all this is, is just to say, just to, because I've been there where you're locked in, where like, all right, I'm the one that's got to come up with this. And then I'm not getting anything. And then all of a sudden you come in the room and, oh, that makes perfect sense. That's what we'll talk about. Or you get it a few days before you get it right up to it or a thought just cause I've asked you, I was like, yeah, I'll make it clear. And then, and I'll tell you how it came to me with this. If the Lord wills, we'll do this and that. And just that part of the scripture, just a few times during the day, if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. I was like, well, that's a really good, that would be a good topic to talk about. And then I was like, well, just make it clear what you want. And, even in that, was that not clear that how has it come before you've gotten a concept like that? Remember that where, when we bring a quote topic, it's a starting point. So you don't know, as we're talking about this, all of a sudden, what you were thinking about all of a sudden that comes in, but you assume that, well, if I don't get what the facilitation is, then I didn't get anything or I'm doing something that's not proper. And it's like, no, you had you had opportunity for practice with hearing the voices, so that's a good thing. And then, all right, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna blank my mind. I'm not going to attempt. So you you listen when God says, don't attempt to come up with anything. So it's just so many areas on this. But what will happen with programming is, well, I must have done something, so I didn't. Uh, wait a minute, nothing is coming to mind. If we come in this room at seven thirty, there's going to be something we can talk about. We can just say. Well, let's talk about obedience to God. We haven't talked about obedience for a while. We could just start. And Josh, remember with Messiah, when he sent the disciples out, he says, don't worry about what you're going to say. Doesn't say you don't evaluate things you could say or things that are coming to mind, but don't worry about what you're going to say because what you need will be given to you in the moment that you're doing it. And even as I was driving over, yeah, I just ask that you give us what we need, give us scripture, give us understanding, wisdom, give us what we need to bring your truth to the broken, those that are seeking with all their heart. And then all of a sudden it was, we're getting close. Yeah, I don't know if Josh is coming. Do you want me to, because I started typing the topic that, that I had and I was like, do you want me? He's like, go ahead and put it in, go ahead and start. If he comes, just go with it. But see, my mindset was, I knew that you were, Yah said for you to bring the topic the last time, mm -hmm. but I wasn't burning myself on, well, is Josh going to get it or am I going to get it? Or it was just, 
we just talked about verifying and I, it hasn't been made clear yet. So whoever comes through, it doesn't matter. So there's times where me and Phil have been together where he'll get something that I'll say something that he'd been thinking about and vice versa. And you get into, we get into like a routine of things will come to us a certain way, but then all of a sudden it's like, I don't understand why nothing's coming to mind or something like that. And it's a way to, all right, well, you're going deeper in trust in your faith journey. So we'll make it clear. I mean, you tell me that, that Yah has the power to stop that. You could have asked them and they said, Josh, we, the topic is already ready. Just go in and just, but I just want to be clear. I just, I just want to make sure they're fine with that. And they can allow the enemy to come in and be like, and be Abba and say, Nope, or be Yeshua and say, yep, or Nope. Well, wait a minute. Let me discern because they're one. So why would one disagree? That doesn't wait a minute. Is that Yah? Is that, but if you're just, you're just waiting for, or you'll hear, yep. Does that sound like how Yah would answer? That just sounds like a real, so there, there's so many layers to this and speaking to the people, the people that we want to speak to are the ones that are broken, that are the contract ones, that ones that you break and you're looking to be healed. Seeking with all your heart will bring you on that journey of coming to that brokenness. This is an important thing because those that sit in churches in the world, different religions, do you assume, well, this is, I was raised in this from a young child, the traditions, that yeah, yeah, this is, this is what God wants. God wants me to celebrate Christmas. God wants me to celebrate everybody's birthday. God wants me to, but be careful with that because if we go to the word of God, the word says to celebrate Passover. Okay. That's the Lord's will. So I know they want Passover celebrated. They even have stipulations. If somebody doesn't celebrate it, there's consequences. The alien, if they want to celebrate it, so they have stipulations for their feast that this is what we want because I've made the decision not to celebrate birthdays. Yah put it on me evaluation. I've decided that I don't want to because I want to do things for people because I want to do them not being tied to an obligation standpoint. If you want to celebrate them or somebody else wants to celebrate them, go ahead and celebrate it. Or there's certain holidays, you know, you, you look at one holiday as another, somebody else looks at a holiday this way. It's about verification with Yah and walking in line with the truth of God in an ever increasing measure. And if we don't put this into practice to verify that it is the Lord's will and not, and just the aspect of verification in general, make sure it's within the Lord's will. And I've even had this, don't ask us about this again, because we want you to make decisions on that matter. So what's the Lord's will? Don't go to him again, just make the decision. And I want to verify, remember what we said? Oh, that's right. I remember. Okay. Thank you. But if you just assume these things about God, then Yah doesn't change. Yah is who they are, but you end up finding out things that you thought you knew. Messiah's own words, here I am. I have come to do your will, O God. I do everything the Father tells me to do. That's their will. I don't do everything that I think I should do. I do everything. 
my father wants. So that's the aspect of being a Messiah is that you want to do everything that Yah wants you to do. And Yah will, and I've had this, Yah will say, okay, now we want you to make these decisions based on evaluation and discernment. And we'll make it clear if we want you to do something different. Okay. Because something will come up. Wants you to, oh, you know what? Yah told me to make decisions. You know what? I'm going to do this. And I'll still go to Yah at times, but other times it's, well, I haven't gotten anything for, oh, that's right. They told me make, okay. So that's why they're not saying, they're not bringing me anything because they want me to make decisions. So there's a balance in this. But if nobody knows this or you talk about it, then there, there's no way to make any change on this. Why is it in the word of God? Because there's those in the gathering that were boasting about tomorrow. And it's like, what is your life? You ever think of your life as a mist or a vapor that vanishes away? That's a, that's a different statement than the world and what people in the world think that their life is compared to, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Now notice it doesn't say you must, it says what we ought to say, if the Lord wills, because how can you go wrong? You know what? Maybe this is something I shouldn't do. And let me ask you before doing this, because this is going to be a big commitment. This is going to be something that is going to take a lot of my time. Is this really something I should be doing? Let me verify. And it just, even in John, we were talking recently about the book of first John that tests the spirits to make sure they're from God when, cause you had an opportunity. Okay, wait a minute. It's not only the voice and it's not only the answer, it's the attitude, the demeanor, because Yah is about, and even Messiah said that let your yes be yes and your no, no, because anything else is from the evil one. If it's not, and it could be just a clear yes or no, but just a matter of fact, Josh, evaluate this versus, yeah, you know you did that wrong. Well, that's not the way Yah speaks. That's an accusatory manner. It's not, hey, did you do that? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, should you be doing that? No, I'm not doing that again. Okay. Just to... Because I've had like the attitude of like the voice will say idiot or dummy. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not going to do that. And it's almost like I've had times where the spiritual forces will speak and they, they, you're listening and and all of a sudden it's just, they can't do it anymore. And it's like, they got to throw in that jab and it's like, oh, you just gave yourself away because you just, you get to that point where I just, no, I've got to say something because I just can't stand this. So this is um, just important for those on the journey of faith that really verify is what I'm doing lining up with what the word of God says. Is my life lining up with what the Bible says, the things that you're hearing us talk about, the things that y'all are bringing to us to explain and bring out. Don't just listen to what me and Josh or me and Phil or Sergio has been on and Edward and um, others in our gathering, Tori. Anna Ruth that, and Cindy as well, that really look into it and ask you about it. And the things that we're saying, does it line up? Does it talk about this in the word of God? Is this true? And you look at, if you find something that isn't, that doesn't line up, then don't believe us just to believe it. Because all we do is one waters, one plants. Yah's the one that brings the understanding. They're the one that bring the increase. 
that we don't have the capability to make somebody understand or convince anybody of anything. Now we do convince, but in order for somebody else to be convinced, they have to do their part that by, by pleading with people, we're, we're convincing, Hey, you need to really listen to this, but we can't reach inside their clay as we talked about recently and attempt to get them to do something um, in the circumstance. So it's really, this is a way to be, keep yourself in a great place where, okay, the very best I can, I'm going to verify what the will of the Lord is. And I'm going to walk in that because that's what's right to do. And that's your best protection. That's your best safety uh, in these circumstances. Again, just tying into if the Lord wills and, I was sitting here. I was like, oh, that's the next thing we're talking about. It was made really clear to me. I was like, this is what we're going to discuss because we've talked about listening to Yah and the voice of Yah and discerning the enemy. We've talked about that in the podcast before. <clears throat> but when you started to bring that up, it's like, oh, wow, there's some clarification. There's some good clarification that we can put into this. And I was like, well, was that the next? And then you started to lead right into it. And I was like, well, there's the verification for me. Thank you that you were leading right into the topic of talking to Yah and hearing the voice of Yah. And I'll speak for myself and you can chime in on this, Sean, but the thought behind it was I used to be a Christian. I used to be a Christian for as long as I could remember, grew up in a Christian church. And there were multiple times in my journey of that where I would say this was God speaking to me or, well, yeah, God told me this, or I think I heard God's voice. And looking at where I'm at now versus where I was, I can clearly see where the enemy spoke to me in Christianity very clearly and used emotion to drive and make decisions for myself and for basically doing wrong. And then there were aspects where Yah spoke to me that I had to go through. I've been going through and looking at that throughout my life and saying, where was Yah? Where was the enemy? And still learning to do that now, like tonight, getting all that verification. That's why when I came in, I was like, I don't have a topic because it's better to err on the side of caution and be like, nope, didn't discern anything. It was too much going on in my head. Couldn't pick out the voices correctly. So with that being, I asked y'all to make it clear. It was not made clear. So we're not going with anything on my side because in that aspect, what can I interject something just real quick? What did you just say? You asked y'all to make it clear. Did they not make it clear? Absolutely. Once I got in the room, they did. But on the drive over here, asking them to make it clear, you know, what are we talking about tonight? What is this? And because it was completely unclear, I was like, okay, well, then it's unclear. And if it's unclear, then I know that it's not supposed to be right now because that was the aspect of making it clear or unclear. Well, you could even just, and I'll give back to you, but you could say, yeah, make this clear right in this moment. And we, we can't ask that. Well, sure we can. Or yeah, make it clear to me where I can see it right now. Cause I'm really thinking, please make it clear right now because you say, make it clear. Okay. Well we will. But did you say when, or did you just say, well, yeah, I want you to do this. Well, when do you want me to do it? Like I want you to, and we wouldn't ask you this, but like, if you go to somebody, could you bake me a cake and I want it Friday? Well, and they'll say, well, when do you want to get it? Do you want it delivered? Do you want it? When do you want it? Or just whenever. So you're letting me decide when to do it. Well, you can, but I'm backed up for like three weeks. No, no, I want it sooner. Well, why don't you say so? So we can put stipulations. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't demand, yeah, anything. Like, well, yeah, you, I, 
answer me now. No, just, yeah, I'm asking, please bring this to me as soon as possible that with what you want. Cause I really, and a lesson in that could be, well, no, you need to calm down and don't worry about it. Just relax, but you can continue. That's, that just came to mind. Well, like I said, you were talking about that aspect of hearing the voice of Yah in the scripture. I think you brought up was in John about testing the spirits and scriptures that came to my mind were, well, before that, the concept that came to mind was how many people, when we started discussing that we were having conversation with Yah, well, Yah told me to do this. Yah wouldn't tell you to do that. Have you ever heard Yah tell you to do something or not tell you to do something? Well, they wouldn't say that to you. That's not what I asked you. Have you ever heard the voice of God? Oh, yeah, I have. What have they told you to do? Well, I don't discuss that with you. Okay. I'm willing to discuss what Yah said to me, to you, because I have no shame in that. I, I don't doubt it. I know it's true. I don't have a problem with that. Why do you have a problem hiding it? Are you sure or not sure that it was from Yah? And that's conversations we've had with people that were, in my opinion, above me in a spirit, in a um, position of authority when it came to the church. And clearly they're not because the things they were telling me not to do was exactly what Yah was telling me to do making a statement to me of, okay, well, it's now your turn to step up. This this leader, this youth leader is stepping away. He's going to be away on vacation for a, a while, not vacation, but had to go away for a while. And we're going to expect you to step up. You've been here a long time. You're moving into that role. It's time for you to step up to move into that position and kind of help out while he's gone. You know, you're someone that's grown up here in this church. You're someone that's done this. And that was kind of my defining moment because <clears throat> that's after you guys had already left about a month or two, maybe a little bit longer since you guys started the, the gathering, the actual gathering away. And that was y'all making it clear to me that you're either going to stay and continue in this or you're going to go and where you know is truth. And it's like, okay. So I walked out of the door and that was the last time I was like, okay, they're, they're pushing me into or trying to push me into a role of leadership and something I know is not true. And I was like, well, then I'm done. So I laughed and that was it. it. But again, that's the clarification because someone would look at that and say, that was Yah calling you and you walked away from it. And I would say, no, I walked into what Yah was calling me to do. And just that balance, because scripture makes it absolutely clear that my sheep know my voice and they listen to me. You should said that. You should made a comment, like, and you've already brought it up for the scripture that I do everything the father tells me to do. So if we're called to walk as you should did, wouldn't Yah be speaking to us on a regular basis as well? And again, I'm not saying there's not moments of testing or things like that, that you go through where Yah might withhold his voice from you or her voice from you, or Yusha might not speak to you in that moment because it's built to build you up for learning more, whatever it may be. But in general, everywhere in scripture, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that I've seen anyone that was led by Yah has heard from Yah directly, not, and when I say directly, whether it's you should telling them, this is from God, this is from Yah, this is what Yah tells you to do. And that person believes or doesn't believe it. But I still look at that as a direct line with Yah being told that having that intimate relationship is the gift we get to have in faith. And if you're not hearing from Yah, why are you not hearing from Yah? 
Why are you continuing something if you're not getting verification that it's the right path? Why would you do that? And we talked about the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And that's what our faith is about. Not insanity, but the opposite, learning how to grow and move in a direction that is constantly changing for the better. Because like you mentioned, well, bringing this to mind, mother bringing this to mind, you mentioned earlier, getting in a habit of doing things. Well, when you get in a habit of doing things, it becomes programming. And we've talked about how detrimental programming can be because it, you can block things out in programming. And you guys talked about this on the walk with me when Phil asked me about some of the tasks to do at work. Well, did you remember doing all of these? No. So you just kind of went through the motions and did it? Yeah. Well, that's the exact opposite of what we do in faith. You don't want to just go through the motions in faith. You want to make decisions that are deliberate and that are right and that have taken thought into doing and then applying it. And it, it takes conscious effort to continue in those things, not just, I go to church and I come home and I do, no. Are you not growing and learning? Are you not retaining and moving? Are you not making changes? Because that's what faith is truly about. And if you're just going through a motion aspect, expecting something different, you have to break out of that in any part of life, but especially in faith to actually gain and grow and move. And we talked about the aspect of struggle as well, that looking at a situation where, man, this is just really hard and it's a real struggle. Well, of course, everything you do in life is a struggle because you're met with resistance for a reason. If you don't have resistance, then you can't push. Resistance is a way of life. We talked about gravity before and things like that. So just seeing all of those things tying into how nature and Yah have designed the world to be around you, that that aspect of if the Lord wills, keeping that in the front of your mind, and especially me keeping it in the front of my mind, is to break you out of the routine, the, well, I'm just going to do it this way. Okay. Did you consult with Yah? Keeping Yah in the very front of the mind to ask. And that's all built for our benefit, for a relationship with them. That if we don't have that continual relationship with them, we fall into pattern and programming from our lower conscience. And I just see all that tying into what we're talking about, which is why the relationship aspect is so important along with verification and being able to hear Yah. So those are my thoughts. Well, in the word, it says that Abraham was called the friend, a friend of God. And I thought to ask you this, have you ever had any friends in your life that you've never, ever had a conversation with that you would consider a friend? No, never. Well, now people will say, well, you have online friends or I have Facebook friends, but honestly, how many people that have Facebook friends have any kind of voice to voice contact, any phone calls, anything, and they have maybe 1500 friends, people that you went to school with, people that you grew up with. I even had that recently where somebody, and I don't get that many, but I got a friend request and I was like, oh, I remember her from, from high school probably because they saw that somebody else was, I was on somebody else's list of being a friend and, oh, I want to, but it made me think if you really wanted to be my friend and contact me, wouldn't you send me a Facebook instant messenger or wouldn't you send me a message? Hey, I see you're on Facebook. How are you doing like that? But you get a friend request and I see it as, oh, I just want to be nosy just to see what other people are doing. And I've done that. 
um, cause I'll say that I've looked, I was just to see what somebody's doing, but would I actually call them go to see them? No. So why is it called a friend? Well, you want to have as many friends so you can, you know, you're on Facebook and you have friends, but how many friends do you really have in your life? And especially in faith that Abraham was a friend of God. Well, he wasn't in a place where he could be a brother of God or a friend, something like that. Now, spiritually with Messiah that, you know, he said, who are my brothers, my sisters, my mother, but those that do the will of my father in heaven and my mother as well, that you're a friend because you walk in my ways, that you're walking in repentance towards me, that I know that you still have the sin nature, but in your mind, you're doing everything that you can to walk in obedience to me in your mind. And you're my friend. You're I'm walking with you. I'm talking with you because he had conversations with Abraham. Lord, if there's so many righteous, will you do this? If there's this many righteous, are we just thinking that Abraham's delusional and he's just talking to himself? Samuel, Samuel, I'm here, Lord. Is he talking to himself? No. How in the world would the instructions be given for the tabernacle if mother didn't help to give people knowledge and wisdom to be able to, to put that together? That you would have to hear from God. Now you can hear verbally. You can hear through perception. You can hear their voice just by reading the word of God. When we read the word that that's um, Yah's word, that the word of God now not, and we've talked about this before, but not everything in the Bible is necessarily the word of God, but the word of God is in the Bible. This is interesting, Josh, because I looked up because this is one of those words that can have different meanings. And just to be clear with what's being brought out with the term will, I actually looked up the definition of will because you have different instances. You have a document called a will, a living will, and that's a legal document containing instructions as to what should be done with one's money and property after one's death. Well, and what's interesting is another similar word to that is testament. So you could think about the old will, the new will, which it's all the will of God anyway, but the beginning will, the eternal will, and with God, it's eternal, but looking in here, because you can look at it and it's coming from a noun perspective, which is a person, place, or thing. And when I, it's not necessarily the verb, it's, it's the noun. And I'll just read the definitions here. It says the faculty by which a person decides and initiates action. Like somebody has an iron will that it's your, which you firmly decided and that you, you do a deliberate or fixed desire or intention. And it has an example. Jane had not wanted them to stay against their will or their desire. Cause what came to me was it was a desire. What's your desire that it's the Lord's will that not one would perish, but all come to repentance. Now people will perish. That's not their desire. But if they don't turn to God in repentance and find the fullness of faith, then because you didn't follow it, the outcome is you will be cast into the lake of fire, the abyss. But their desire is that all come to repentance. But just because you desire something doesn't mean that everybody else is going to go along with it. And it even goes further. The thing that one desires ordains, the disaster was God's will. It even has an example here. But even with going back to 
the legal document, if you think about that, that the Bible has given you information about the Lord's will. And this one, how many times have you heard this scripture? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Yeah, speaking to Joshua, if I remember right on that. Okay. For Joshua, I know the plans that I have for you. It doesn't say, I think I know them. But think about what that's speaking to. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans for a hope and a future. What Yah is talking about is the kingdom of heaven. The plan is faith in my son. The hope in the future for you is eternal life in the kingdom. Yes, going into the promised land. Yeah, it's a physical place, but it's the heavenly country. It's the kingdom of heaven because follow this gospel message. This is the plan that I have that if you follow the path, will not the gospel message prosper you and not harm you and give you a hope, which is the sun, and a future, which is the kingdom of heaven? But people take that and say, oh, so it's God's plan. Did you verify with Yah that it's their plan? Well, my child survived cancer, so it's God's plan. But what if the child dies? Is somebody going to say God's plan? So it's God's plan that my child died of cancer? Are you going to make that statement without saying, unless you verified that Yah has a purpose for this? But don't be telling people that. See, what will happen is we'll get ourselves into trouble because we assume. Because think about how many people rejoice when somebody's healed of a disease, but they die and well, I'm, you know, maybe I don't, I don't know that I don't understand, but when it comes around, see if it's favorable to you, then all oh, it's God's plan. But how about this? How about is for you walking and you have, like you mentioned, the struggle, the suffering, the word of God says that you're going to struggle and suffer. You claim my name, they will kill you just like they killed me. There are people going to say, well, it's not God's plan. Well, you walk as he did, you're going to be persecuted. But the, the will of God is that through that suffering and struggle, you learn repentance, obedience, and trust. How are you going to learn to walk in repentance? If there's no struggle, there's no pain. There's nothing to turn from to get away from that pain. So the pain and suffering is good. And we're even told that Messiah, that he learned obedience through what he suffered. Why would we be any different? How are you going to learn to really, no matter what happens, I'm going to obey God? Okay. Or are you going to do it when it feels good only or when it doesn't feel good? Like he went, doesn't matter what it feels like. How many times do you think it's something from the enemy, but it's really something from God because all that, why would God have me go through all this pain? Well, I remember that we were told this, Phil was told this, and I had it given to me. Do you think you're better than my son? So you don't deserve all the pain. Let him have it. And then you just go around your little hunky dory way. Oh no, no, that if I've never spoken to you and you've never spoken to me, how can we relate to each other? I don't even, how can I be your friend? If I don't know anything about your life, I don't know any circumstances. I don't know any struggles. I've never been where you've been. You can't relate. And Messiah was made, it says he was made in every way, just like us, yet he did not sin. And that's the difference that we did sin. And that's why we need him to get away from sin. The Bible gives you information on what the will of God is, but people don't find that will 
and they try to blame God for it, you cannot, I'm not going to say that you can't, but it's not going to stick that don't blame God. You, you don't want to wrestle. You don't want to find yourself fighting against God. You don't want to be in that position. Stop making excuses. Take responsibility. And this talking to those people that are seeking after faith, take responsibility for what you're doing. No excuses, which you sow, you reap. It's not God's fault. It's your fault. If you don't know what the will of God is, ask God. Ask, seek, and knock. If you, you don't know, and then like it says, you don't get what you ask for because you ask with wrong motives. Well, how do you ask with the right motive? Yeah, is this your will? It is? Okay, well, I'm going to ask for this person to have opportunity for repentance. Give them every opportunity to find this faith, to seek with all their heart. Let them live long enough so they can find your truth. Oh, okay. Or just heal this person because I just don't want them to be sick anymore. Well, but isn't it going to be better if that person will actually be broken first and then can turn to me? But we have the information that we need. We have Mother, we have Yusha, we have Abba to be able to ask them questions. Is this your will? Is this true? We even talked about recently, is this true? Is this your will? Is this what you want me to do? Do you want me to do something different? And I'm not going to say that you don't ever, like, for example, if you go to them with things, and I've had them say this is that you can verify as many times as you want, but just know that we're making this clear that you don't necessarily have to verify, but if you want to, you can, because it's, it's like one of those things where I remember Yah told, I think it was Moses, that he asked a question and Yah said, don't bring this matter to me again. So would you bring it to him again when, no, I know that that's, you don't want me to bring it. So that's your will. So I'm not, not going to do that. <clears throat> but Messiah in his life is showing you the will of God, that this is the example. This is the example to follow. This is the will of God. So if you're walking as he did, you're walking in the will of God. You're walking in obedience. You're walking in repentance. You're walking in trust. You're looking, like you said, to always make changes and corrections and, and just moving forward in it. <coughs> but if people listening, if you don't get but one thing out of this, faith is not about walking in assumption. It's about walking in in knowing an increasing measure. You're not going to know everything, but it's just like when you have that proof of something that you're convinced, you see it, and okay, I see this. I've heard the voice of the Spirit. I've heard the voice of Yeshua. I've heard the voice of the Father that I'm going to go after it more and more so I can hear their voices more clearly. And for a time, and you could ask for it. You could have the verbal voice. You could have the, you know, the perception in your mind. But it's it's a it's a journey, and that's why we were told that prayer is conversational relationship. How can you relate to somebody if you don't have any conversations with people? And I'm saying that in this world, the way it's going, how far are we from with the technology where we think the technology is better? But how much less conversation do you have with people because you're on the phone? Uh, I've noticed that and. And I know it's because I do it that I watch people at a football game, for example, and you're sitting there and the game is going on and your people are on their phone. It's like, you're at a game. Why are you on your phone? Or 
this hit me the other day. It's like you, it's almost like, what is this? What is it about that? We've got to be occupied with something all the time. And when I say that I'm speaking to myself, why do I have to be doing something, looking at the phone, looking at Facebook, YouTube? Why? Well, it's programming for one, but two, how would it be just to sit with no TV and no, and it would really put you in your thoughts to where you would really evaluate more. And so it's not that Yah's not speaking. It's just that all the noise and all the drowning out and the enemy's voice and all that coming in, that it's not that Yah's not sitting there speaking. They could be speaking at just a very calm tone. And you're just, you have music blasting and well, you have music blasting in the background. You got something on your mind that how can you hear them? Are they going to yell and shout over you? No. So you get in that, you calm yourself down and then, oh, you know what? I hadn't really focused my mind on y'all here for a while. Let me get, get back. So they're there in, in the process, but draw near to God. They'll draw near to you. And that's in the same book of James. Resist the devil. They'll flee from you. Resist God. God will flee from you. Go towards the enemy. The enemy will go towards you. So it's a, it goes the same way. So the best way when you have issues where if, let's say you don't hear Yah's voice, you don't think, are you doing something to where you're away from God? Draw near to God and they'll draw near. I'm not hearing the voices or, right? But are you drawing near to God through seeking with all your heart? Or are you, because they'll draw near to you if you draw near to them. And we even had that recently that if you're in that kind of like, I don't feel like I'm hearing from God or whatever, evaluate, are you drawing near to God? And if not, then you can change that and say, no, I'm going to draw near to God. I'm not going to uh, to do that. Well, just with what you were talking about, the aspect of relationship and communication, <clears throat> you and I talk about text messaging back and forth, and that's just the world we live in. Text messaging, emails, all that stuff. We deal with that with work. How much of an impact would it make for you if I wrote you a two-page letter with actual handwriting? Now, my handwriting's messy. I know that. But the difference in getting a handwritten letter from somebody over a typed email or something else, because... I mean, I, I don't know what your level's at, but for typing, mine's low. But some people can do, I don't know, average is probably like 35 words a minute or something like that. That's pretty crazy. I can't write 35 words a minute. I can't. So I can type faster than I can write, which also goes into the fact that when you write something by hand, you have to actually think about it. You have to take time and consider with a full concept and a thought of what you're writing out. And it's such a deeper level of intimacy when you handwrite something versus typing it. So that was one thing that hit me because the communication aspect, the scripture is communicated through handwriting. I mean, now it's printed out, but in the original form, it was all handwritten or verbally spoken face to face, which made it so much more intimate. And talking about an aspect of Yah's will, there's plenty of places in scripture where you could look at a situation that's going on in scripture for an individual and 
relate to what's going on in that scripture of what were they thinking when Yah told them to go buy this linen that was very expensive and then put it in a wall and put a brick behind it and leave it there? What was going through their head when that happened? They did it with obedience, but that's an in our mind, that would be an odd thing for Yah to tell you to do. But there was a purpose behind it. Why? Because they were told to go back and say, okay, do you see how it's been tattered, how it's been worn, how it's been destroyed? Well, this is a representation of this nation. Oh, wow. Okay, well, now I understand that. And that goes right back to the aspect of if the Lord wills, are you focused on doing what Yah wants you to do? Or are you so caught up in what your desire is that you're overshadowing what the will of Yah is? And one of the aspects of will that you brought out in that definition was an iron will. Which will is going to win? Will you let Yah's will win or will your will overtake the will of Yah? And that's the beauty about free will choice that we're given. Yah will allow your will to outweigh their will because that's free will. But when your will lines up with them and you're walking in the will of Yah, there is nothing that can stand against you. You are more than conquerors. Not even death can stand against you when your will lines up with Yah's will. It just goes back to the aspect of verifying with Yah. In that communication with Yah, would you rather know without a shadow of a doubt that the Yah, the God you serve, the Yah that you walk in line with, that you mold your life and shape your decisions around, is behind you to the point that there is nothing that can overtake that plan that you're walking in? Or would you rather be guessing and feeling your way through what you think you should be doing? You talked about communication with Jan. If you're not hearing communication, the aspect of struggle coming through me that, yes, it is a struggle. At first, to hear Yah speaking, to clarify through the voices, to catch that, look at this scripture. Think about it from this angle. And that noise that you have in your head, and it's a practice and a discipline like you brought out to think about those things and really hold on to them and sift through all of that garbage that we've allowed in our head to hold on to that that precious little handwritten note that's given to you in that moment. And scripture coming to mind, I consider my present sufferings are not worth with comparing the glory that's being revealed within me. Well, why is that such a profound statement? Because the will of Yah is that none would perish, that all would come to the faith, that all would walk in faith, and all would be with them for eternity. So when you can learn to take the will of Yah and put it above your own will, which is faith in general, you're catering your mindset to match up with Yah. You're shaping your life in what you desire to line up with Yah. You can put yourself out of the equation and look at the bigger picture, which is I'm living faith, which has been going on since the beginning of creation. I'm in a role of Yah's will from the very beginning. And when this body ends, as long as I'm walking in that will, I will forever be a part of that will that's going to go on forever. And looking at it from that point of view, it helps take the selfish aspect out of it and put you into an 
more open mindset of you're living something that's so much bigger than yourself, but yet you still have a part in it because you're still someone who Yah wants to communicate with on an intimate level. And it, that, that for me was a real opening concept in my mind to really help. Well, you know, he talks to Sean, he talks to me, he talks to Phil. It's all part of the same aspect of faith. Your faith, my faith. Yes, we have to walk different paths, but faith is what unites us as one. And the conversations you have that you share are similar to the conversations I have that Phil has that Anna has and not even not even looking at this from an aspect of ironic it's just an tr- aspect of truth as I was walking out of the house tonight I was like looked at Anna I was like I really don't know what we're going to talk about tonight there's a bunch of concepts that are rolling around in my head and I just I don't know what y'all is going to bring out she looked right at me and smiled and said isn't trust a beautiful thing to learn and I was just like yeah did I really listen to it and grab onto that concept right before I left the house? No, because if it was, then yeah, whatever you bring out, it's going to be okay. The aspect of trust being given right there, was I listening or was I too focused on all the other things that were going on in my head? That was mother speaking through her. So just Those were the thoughts that came to mind as we were discussing this. Because really understanding <laughs> the intimate relationship with Yah and I'm not talking about just Abba. I know I've said him a lot. I also mean mother. I also mean Yusha because that aspect of Yah as a unit, when one of them tells you something, that's the best from all aspects. All three are in agreement with that. They're not going to be in division over that. And you can talk about this too. Phil's talked about it. I'll talk about it. I can tell you times in my life where Yah has specifically spoken to me because it's shaken me to the core to the point where a change is made. Before I was even searching with all my heart, just an aspect of searching, making a comment to Yah, I was in a different way of life, living a double life. I was coming, doing youth group on one night and with another woman and drinking and things like that on the weekends. Not appropriate. Double life. And that went on for as long as it needed to. Luckily, it wasn't super long. I remember sitting there one night and thinking... Yeah, I could walk away from this faith thing for this girlfriend that I have. And very clearly, did you really just say that? And it 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 broke me. I was like, absolutely not. No. Nope. And I remember getting my things and leaving and telling her within 24 hours, we're done. I'm over. I'm not coming back. And she could not for the life of her figure out why. She was very upset. She cried to all oh, those things like, look, I'm done. I'm, I'm out of this. That broke me because that was one of those, I knew the seriousness behind that tone and behind that statement. Did you really just say that? Which the intention behind that was everything you've looked into, everything you've realized, you're telling me you can ignore that and walk away from it. Absolutely not. Nope. I take it back. You've had moments where you've been driving and had things said to you. I've had moments sitting in a backyard, hands hands and knees on the ground, crying out to Yah about a job. Yah, everybody's telling me I should be looking for a different job. I'm, I'm on suspension right now. I don't know if I'm going to have a job to go back. Anna's six months pregnant. 
we have the house. I'm the only one that works. What are we going to do? I, I just don't understand. Nothing for a couple of days. And finally crying out enough. Yeah. Whatever you have in mind to do, I will do to a T. I will follow it. You just make it absolutely clear. And I promise you it'll be met. Do nothing until a decision is made. I don't care if someone tried to make me apply for jobs. I would have deleted those applications because that was set. Everybody, minus those in the gathering, but everybody that was in my social circles was like, dude, this is over. It's been a week and a half and you haven't heard from your work and you're technically still suspended. You're done. Just, just pick a different job. Just go. You've got your wife to think about your kids, to think about your house. No, I will not do anything because I know what I was told. You're crazy. You can say that, but I trust in what I was told. And sure enough, within a week of hearing that, a week or so, no, Josh, you know, we've looked into it. We're, we're not going to worry about it. Your job's still here. We're just going to transfer you. Okay. But in that situation, what a relief in that moment of, wow, I trusted it. And no one was going to move me on that decision once it was made. And you can speak to a little bit about that. But when you know it's from ya, you will die in that decision. That's just the mindset you have. You will not be moved on that decision because you knew it was from Yah. And that's the beautiful aspect about faith. When you know it's from Yah, you won't be moved on it to the point of death because you verified, you've clarified, and you know within the core of who you are, you would rather listen to that decision and follow it to a T or die. There, there is no option. So, Well, and the key in what you were told was, it has nothing to do with you not doing anything. It's a fact of the mindset of I'm going to do what Yah says. So it was it wouldn't be the fact that, oh Josh, look at you, you did nothing. How how great it was. Wow. You're taking what I said and you agree with it and you're going to do what I asked you to do. They could say it it's what I'm getting at with this is it's the the written law versus the spirit of the law. That when Yah says don't eat this animal because it's unclean. Don't eat this animal that has this hoof. Don't eat. It was never anything to do with the animal. The animal isn't the unclean part. It's the obedience to God. And and Peter had this when had that vision where the, the sheet came down. And we know that it's a, a bigger picture of showing the, the Jews and the Gentiles that Peter kill and eat mean don't draw back from the Gentiles that go have fellowship with the Gentiles because it's by grace that you have this faith in Messiah that it's, it's to bring you two together as one in Messiah. But he, because of his programming and y'all didn't say, Peter, you're disobeying, but he said, no Lord, that these are unclean animals. Don't say that anything I've made is unclean. So the uncleanness is I'm going to eat that animal. Wait a minute. But Yah said not to No, but it's not unclean. I can eat this animal. No, it's unclean because I'm telling you don't eat it. So the uncleanness is the disobedience to God. And that's the thing where Messiah said, it's not the outside. It's not the hooved animal. It's not, no, it's not about the outside. It's clean the inside and the outside will be clean also. So the animal is clean. The uncleanness is, oh, I'm not doing that. What, why did the person be put to death when they picked up the sticks? Was it because they picked up the sticks? Or is that you're disregarding the law of God and you're being disobedient? Why are you doing that? The sin was before they even went to pick up. Why are you going out there? You know, God said, I don't care because I'm, it just sticks. Wait a minute. 
but you're looking at, oh, it's just sticks. What's the big deal? The big deal is the obedience to God, because what if Yah says, okay, I want you to do this. Well, no, God, you told me not to. Am I not greater than, am, am I not above this, this law to where I'm the one that made it? I know what's right in it. Am I going to sin? No, God doesn't sin. So I'm, what I'm telling you to do is going to go in line. And, and it's just interesting. He's teaching Peter, Peter, it's always been about obedience and disobedience. That's what the sheep and the goats separation. It's about the obedient ones for blessings, the disobedient. And this is a mindset, you know, to get it to where you, where you don't sin circumcision of the heart. <clears throat> but that's one of the concepts Yah is teaching us is that it's, it's the obedience. And we've said this, the obedience trumps everything. And it does. Because like you said, I'm willing to die to, you would have to kill me for me to apply for a job. And someone would be like, Josh, just apply for a job. No. What are you doing? You're, you're not, the word says you're not providing for your immediate family. That Yeah, but I am providing because I'm obeying God. And that's more provision for them than you could even put anything to. And I know what you mean. Like You could kill me right now. I'm not looking online for jobs. I don't care what anybody does. And y'all looks at that and says, Okay, good. That that's what I'm looking for. And then when Yah says, do this or that. So think about what if you would have said, No, I'm I'm gonna look. You, you could look and you'd be like, Well, look, nothing happened. I don't, I don't really feel any different. And then all of a sudden you're driving to work to this new job and you get in a car crash and you're in the hospital and you're like, Oh no, I didn't realize. And that's the thing, but from what I can see, those in our gathering that have circumcision in the heart, they've had some kind of instance like this where leave your job. Do you have your attention? Don't do anything because you're going to be tested in it to see, are you really going to continue in this no matter what? Because trust is about somebody having confidence in you when you don't know the outcome. So there is no trust for you if you knew the topic because you know it. So there's nothing to trust in, but when you don't know it and you're, yeah, I just want to be clear. Like Anna Rue said, isn't trust a beautiful thing because trust is about, you don't know the outcome because that's the thing. That's we we're continually knowing yeah more and more, but there's still trust because we don't know everything. We don't know the outcomes. And that's why it's saying trust because you don't know what'll happen tomorrow. And if you did, then you better darn sure change what you're doing if it's something that's not in the will of God. <clears throat> but like we talked about at the beginning, the circumstances and the challenges that you have, it's about the next time. So those that are listening to this, it's not about, oh my gosh, I didn't realize. Well, but you can make a change and you can decide that I'm going to figure out as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord just like Joshua. That That's a firm decision. And <clears throat> I wanted to bring this out to you that I hadn't thought about this, that the iron, the iron will ju just was one of those where it was just dropped on me. When it says that Messiah is going to rule with an iron scepter, it's not, I'm not saying that he won't have a physical scepter, but that's that will of the law of God that you will do these things and you don't have a choice that that's that iron or you've heard like an iron fist, meaning it's not like he's just going around punching people, but it's, <clears throat> this is a kingdom of it's an iron scepter where this is the law of God. This isn't changing and 
you're not going to, you can attempt to fight against it, but you're just going to hurt yourself that this isn't changing. This is right. This is fair. Now for us, no problem. Cause I agree with it. So really the issue would be for those that are disobedient is where, well, that's, you're being all harsh and you're being all matter of fact. And we're like, yes, we love it because it's true and fair. And it's matter of fact, that's what I want. I want to be in that. And that's where the mercy comes is that they're not looking for the perfection, like being perfected. It's, are you going to obey me? That's the thing, like with your, with the situation, with your job, are you going to obey me or not? Absolutely. I could tell you apply for five jobs. I could say, do nothing. I could say, don't speak the rest of the shift. I could say, Josh, are you going to say anything? And you're, and you just, well, Josh, you're fired. If you, if you don't say something and you just walk out and, and you would think, why did you do that? You got fired. No, because Yah's got this and I'll have something. Or all of a sudden you'll get a phone call that, you know, Josh, come on back or, or something like that. Like I found even this for me, Yah will put you in a position to have favor from other people. Well, think about it, that you favor God, they'll favor you that all of a sudden something will happen. You're like, how in the world did this end up to where I didn't get, I didn't lose my job. Well, they could tell you what they did, or they'll put a thought in somebody's mind of a manager to no, or they could be asleep at home and have a dream and they wake up and don't remember. They're like, Oh my gosh, we, Josh has got to stay. I'm, I don't know. I just had this presence come over the bed or, and I'm just making this up, but like to where I just had this vivid dream and I was told clearly that do not fire Josh. And if you do, then you're going to suffer. And that person would be like, I'm so embarrassed. I can't, I can't tell anybody that. They're going to think I'm crazy, but I know somebody was holding me down and whatever we got to do, do not fire. And, and don't mean to be melodramatic, but we've had experiences where I've been held down by the enemy. So I, I've been choked by the enemy. And when I said the words Yeshua, then the hands went away. So I was being choked by the enemy. So people will say, what? Yes. Uh, I've had the enemy tell me that he wants to torture me in all these ways, but they won't let me. That, see, that's the thing is faith in Yah, like you said, that it's not what people think it is. And that doesn't mean to deter people, but there's so many things you can experience. And we've experienced that you just assume that the Lord's will is you just go to church on Sunday and Wednesday and you just sit there in the pews and everything is all great and everything is just real nice. There's so many things that you can experience speaking in tongues the the spiritual gifts are in there. Well, it says that the gifts are given as the spirit wills as mother decides. So it's her will on who gets them. But if you don't ask for them, how are you going to get them? You just assume that, Mother's just going to give them to you. And that's, but you could have the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, hearing somebody speak in another language. They even had that on, I was just listening to this uh, in the car, maybe it was last week on the day of Pentecost that they were marveled that they heard what people were saying in their own language. Well, that can only be done by God. Nobody can do that to where, you're listening to a speech and you're hearing it. It's in a foreign language and let's say it's German or something and you're listening to it and you're hearing it. And in your mind that you're hearing it in English, it's like, how is that possible? I'm hearing it in Amharic. Like if I'm, or I'm hearing it in Spanish or Vietnamese and how's that possible? Well, with God, 
all things are possible. And this faith, there's so many things, there's so many mysteries, and there's so many mysteries that we don't even know about God. I remember a while back that I asked, I was like, yeah, how is it the foundations of the new Jerusalem? How is it that they're made out of solid stone? And how is that? How do you, it's not for you to know right now. That wasn't like a, shoot, we're not telling you. It was, it's not for you to know right now, but I've gained more understanding on that's a picture of the church and the foundations of how precious. So am I going to say that it's not a literal city? No. But the word it says is, look at the bride coming down from heaven, well, built on the foundation of the apostles, and you have the gold, you have the living water. So how would you describe the beauty of the church of Messiah? How could you put it into physical terms? Well, it's just, it's gold, it's beautiful, it's, how can I get this out? And once again, the the things that we're talking about, we've been given by revelation of Yah, the, the truth that we've been given, and you can get the same thing. And it's about seeking with all your heart, falling in line with the will of God, finding the gospel message, walking in it. Because the word of God says that Yah has a plan that those that believe in his son, that you are predestined to make it to the kingdom. A predestination is different from a predetermination. And a lot of people get confused on this. It says in the word that those that Yah, the father foreknew, he predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, Yeshua. If you don't follow the path of the gospel message, then you're not going to be predestined to be conformed because you have to come to repentance first, then to obedience and trust that will lead you on the path to be conformed because conformity is good in faith. Now in the world, what will happen is we'll conform to what everybody else does just because they're doing it. But conformity and faith is good because we should be unified and conforming to the things of God. But people will get this confused and say, well, God's already predetermined who's going to get there. No, you're predestined. Everybody is predestined for hell when you're born, but you find the gospel message. You find a place where you come to repentance. Now you're on the path of predestination to be predestined for the kingdom of heaven. So there, everybody has a destination. You're either predestined for hell and you live the life the way you want to live it, or you're predestined for the kingdom of God, which you find the gospel message. But you, there's only one way to the Father, and that's through Yeshua Messiah. There is no other way, and people would disagree with that. But you can disagree with it. It doesn't mean that it changes the truth of it. You know, for God so loved the world, they gave their only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish. Well, if you don't believe in Him, then you'll perish. It's not Yah's desire because it tells you the will of God. That's one of the will of a part of the will of God is that whoever believes in him shall not perish. I don't want anybody to perish, but there are some that will, but I don't want that, but I'm not going to try to force you to do it, but I'm going to make it very clear to where you're without excuse that if you don't find it, then there is no blame that ultimately what happened was your will wasn't, didn't line up with the will of God. And therefore you really got your will because you wanted to do what you wanted to do, which is fine. But the, the, uh, punishment for that because of sin is the abyss. So really there's no excuse 
other than you that, because people might say, well, I didn't want that. Yeah, but you did. Now, you may not have said, I want hell, but you said you did by, I'm going to do what I want to do, which the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Messiah, not accepting him or acknowledging him that he's Lord, which to a lot of people, he's not Lord. So it isn't just an acknowledgement, but yeah, finding, seeking with all your heart, you will find what the will of the Lord is because Evan, I think it was in John that says that some people are ignorant of the will of God and they continue to sin. Well, if you think it's okay to continue to sin and that you're going to enter into the kingdom, then that's not the will of God. The will of God is that you walk as Messiah did, and it says that in him is no sin. So how do we get to a place where we're without sin is make sure you're in him, because if you continually profess that you sin, you cannot be in him, and you cannot have even claimed that you've seen him or known him. If you're okay with it now, I'll say this. If you're walking in repentance, you still have the sin nature, so you'll still sin, but you have forgiveness of sins because you're walking in repentance. But once you get the fullness of faith, that's why it says in First John, we were talking about that if anybody does sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Messiah the righteous. So you have him that you can be forgiven and you can find a place without sin, but it's not saying that you can sin, that it's okay. It says the opposite. No one that claims to be in him can continue to sin because if you do, then you're a child of the devil. You're not a child of God. So, and that's another thing that, well, or people say, are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. But how could you be saved when you're not in the kingdom yet? You're not saved until in the end you have the hope of salvation. So if somebody says that I'm saved, well, you're in the process of being saved, but you're not saved yet because if you were, then you'd be, what's the reason to even keep living in faith? Because you're already, now you want to be in the safe place, which you have the hope that if you persevere and endure to the end, you'll have salvation. Did you have some? Just a couple of things to, <clears throat> we haven't brought this out yet. And mother made it pretty clear because it's something that um, actually came through Anna again a couple of weeks ago that I've just been evaluating the intention behind what you're doing lines up with your will. So if your intention is, well, I want to do this so I can gain this. Okay. Well, the gaining, is it for selfish motivation or for godly motivation? So that's one thing to talk about. Really look into in this <laughs> mother ties right back into the podcast that we did last time about knowing self and truly knowing the desires of your heart, knowing who you are and what drives you. So that's one aspect. The other aspect that that leads into is the aspect of sacrifice that Yah's will is sacrifice. And if we're trying to negate that aspect of anything, then that's not accordance with scripture. The only thing that's taken place is it's gone from a physical sacrificial system of the blood and goats and things like that to a spiritual understanding of self. And if you're trying to find ways to seek Yah with all your heart, start at sacrificing yourself, time, effort, putting that in, whether it's, I'm going to spend 15 minutes every single night with Yah until 
I mean, that was where I was at for one aspect of seeking out with all my heart. Look, I keep seeing 40 days and 40 nights coming up a lot in scripture. I'm going to have quiet time with Yah for 40 days and 40 nights. And at the end of that 40 days and 40 nights, if I haven't heard anything, I'm going to do it again for 40 days and 40 nights. And that steadfast aspect. And there's sacrifice in that. You come home from work. It's been a long day. You got home late. You've got 20 minutes to eat. And then, hey, you know what? It's it's this time. It's 10, 15, 10, 20. Time for my quiet time. I'm going downstairs. Or you haven't seen your wife all day or your kids all day. And they come home at the last minute. And it's like mm, 1030. I'm going downstairs. Quiet time. But daddy, won't you read me a story? I have to go talk to y'all right now. That's a sacrifice. Why? Because it shows the intention. Look, I am so focused on trying to know the creator so I can know myself and have a relationship with them that nothing else matters but time with them. And I speak to myself in this because there's struggle back and forth with that, weighing the balance. We talk about not having it under the law perspective now, but balancing it in an appropriate way. But there's still that time. So just just to reiterate the aspect of Yah's will, that the intention behind why you do what you do and knowing the intentions behind why you're doing it, is it for your selfish gains? Oh, I talk to God. So you can feel like you're built up. Well, that's not a heart of humility. Okay, look, I'm doing this because I truly want to know what you want me to do so I can live a godly life. Okay, well, that's the right intention. Well, you're going to talk to me. I'm going to sacrifice all this time and you're going to talk to me. Not a humble heart, wrong intention. I'm sacrificing that time. Okay, well, if you're sacrificing that time, however long that sacrifice needs to take place so that Yah knows you mean it with all your heart will be how long it takes. And once it happens, Yah will see that and it'll be pleasing to Yah and they'll make it known. So just things we were talking about when it came into the aspect of seeking and knowing Yah's will, those were things that mother gave me to just bring out that might help someone who's trying to seek with all their heart or looking in or not knowing where to start with that aspect. Yeah, because the what's referred to as the sacrificial system that was from the Old Testament, the blood of bulls and goats, sacri- the, the system of sacrifice hasn't gone away. It's just as when Messiah came, it says that with the change of the office of the priesthood, because Messiah, he switched it from the priesthood of Aaron to the priesthood of Melchizedek, where it says you're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Well, the order of Melchizedek is based in an eternal endless life. So Aaron and his sons couldn't, because they died, they couldn't continue the priesthood forever. And that was the key in it. But it's a change of the law, which the law, it's not that the law goes away. It's its a change from the physical to the spirit of it, <clears throat> that the sacrificial system went from the blood of bulls and goats to the blood of Messiah, but it goes from the blood of bulls and goats to your blood. So you sacrifice and see, here's the key is it's not suicide because suicide has a selfish reason. Now that's something we could get into later. And people may say, oh my gosh, you're, you're saying every person that commits suicide is selfish. Well, you would have to, each person is different, but you would have to verify if you're killing yourself, not sacrificing yourself, then there's a lack of hope in that. So the key in faith is you sacrifice yourself because Messiah says no greater love is the one that lays his life down for his friends. So you sacrifice your life. You don't, you don't murder yourself. 
you put yourself to death, you sacrifice yourself for God because he even said that when you lay your life down, I'd take it back up again. So you die in Messiah, you'll be able to get your life back again. You die out of him, then you lose your life because he said it's greater, you know, what is it worth to gain everything and lose your own soul that you lose your life. So Messiah sacrifice that, and you had mentioned it, you're to be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which it says that's your reasonable service. Well, that's what you're, you do, but <clears throat> repentance is sacrifice because <clears throat> ultimately sacrifice is love is the, the point of sacrifice is, is love that you're doing the best you can for everybody. Well, if you're doing what's best for everybody, it takes sacrifice that does it feel good to see people go into the abyss? No, the, the, even Yah says, I don't take pleasure in the death of anyone. Israel, repent and live. And that just means not that's not just you turn to God and you start the journey. It's in things are brought to your attention. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing this. Well, now I'm going to live now. I'm, I'm getting away from death. <clears throat> so with what Yah gave you, that you spend that time and you sacrifice, that it's a willful sacrifice that because think about this, and, and I'll put this to you, and you don't necessarily have to answer, okay? Let me maybe get my thought here. I had the thought, but um, just give myself a pause here. It'll come back. Are you known by God? Are you known by the world? So how do you know that? I'm known by Yah. Because I know Yah. Because you walk in their will. So you're walking in what's pleasing to me. Wait, I know you because you're, because Messiah says that, get away from me. I never knew you. Because knew is also a intimate relationship. Like you, like Adam and Eve, like the, he knew his wife, like they had that intimate, um, probably sexual intercourse, but them coming as one. Well, think about it. You become one with God. It's as though you're one. You enter into each other. I never knew you because you never got away from sin. You didn't enter into me to walk in my ways. I don't know you. You you continue to sin and justify. You don't know me. I don't know you. I don't want anything to do with sin. That's why I came to have sin taken away from you. And you think it's okay. I don't know you. And people say, well, that's harsh. But is it be like, get away from me. I don't want anything to do with your lifestyle. That's not me. I'm, I'm like you said, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm leaving this. Get away from me. I don't, that's not who I am. I don't want it. And I was just sitting there thinking that because if the Lord wills, we'll do this or that. And I was just sitting there thinking, Josh, we were just talking about this. So how do you, you're either known by God or you're known by the world. Well, Yah's going to know you when you're walking in their will, but you're walking in the world. No, you're an enemy of mine. Anybody that claims to be a friend of the world's an enemy of God, but anybody that's a friend of God is an enemy of the world. So it goes back and forth. Go ahead. Well, I was with that scripture is what came to mind. And again, just the way mother brought that out, that was topic for another time, but that, that exact topic is what was originally coming up last Tuesday. So having it come out a little bit this way, just to kind of prelude into it, the knowing aspect, you made a comment. How do I, how do I know I'm known by Yah? Because I've been known by the world. I know what the world's desires are. I know what those things were. Why? Because I've chosen to reject them for the rest of my life. And the living sacrifice aspect just ties right in with that. When I look at something and 
I see it rise up. That's pride. Well, how do I know that? Because I know that. I know that's pride. I know that goes against the the knowing of what I know is right now, which is with Yah's will. And pride comes before the fall. So if it's pride, I know that's of the world. I know that I don't need to have pride in myself and my abilities. I need to have pride in Yah, that Yah provides the strength and the ability to do this. It's not the physical aspects I have. It's the strength and confidence that come through Yah that give me the ability to talk, that give me the ability to do their will. Why? Because it lines up with what they want and I line up with what they want. So sacrificing that aspect is the things of the world that are still ingrained in that lower conscience. It's still stained in different areas. And when I say that, the concept is cleaning the inside of the glass that in faith, in Yusha, you're covered. So that's taken care of. The sin is is gone. It's It's been cut off. It's cut off from you. But as long as you're in a body of flesh, you still have the body that is part of the world. And as things rise up, you're allowed to see it in faith and you cut part of it out as a sacrifice. Now, that's of the world. That's like a, like a garment that has a stain in it. That's a part of the world. Oh, I didn't see that stain. You tear it out. It's gone. I'd rather have half my pants missing than to walk around with soiled garments because that's disgusting. So that's the concept of the sacrifice. That's an aspect of what you're looking at. You're cutting out those things in your life that are tying to the world because you're living your life for Yah and desiring that. And the sacrifice you give is willful. You know what? I'm not going to watch this new movie that I've been looking at for a while because it looks like there's some stuff in it that doesn't really need to be in my mind. I don't want that in my mind. I don't want that in my lower conscience. I'm just not going to watch that. Instead, I'm going to spend time with my wife or I'm going to go spend time with y'all and listen to some scripture or, or look into those things. Well, that's a sacrifice, regardless how you look at it. Did you that movie entice you? Okay. And you chose to remove that and not allow that in and go put Yah in instead? Well, that's a sacrifice, no matter how you look at it. And Yah may reward you for that, or they may not. You might get something awesome in the scripture you read, or you might just have time with them and enjoy the fact that you don't have to deal with that garbage that might have gone in your mind. So those are the thoughts that were coming to mind as we were wrapping up. Well, per Yah, we're going to end for the evening. I had a really good conversation, enjoyed it. And um, we will, with the Lord's will, if we're back Saturday, or we're back at a different day or something like that. It's just, and we'll leave it at that because yeah, wants us to end. So we'll see everybody on the next podcast, Lord willing, and good being with you tonight. If you listening now or in, in the future, and um, we'll see you on the next podcast. Well, for some reason, be it the Lord's will, we don't have music right now, but it doesn't matter. We will see you on the next podcast. Have a good evening.